Welcome to the second episode of The Spirit of Haggard. I am so excited to be here today with Dr. Caitlin Fletcher and Danny Clem. So as we jump into episode two, we are going to focus today on your externship opportunities and the other student opportunities that present themselves. So I'm excited to see both of you. Uh, Caitlin, it's been too long. It has. So it is good to be here with you. And Danny, I'm so excited to hear more about the student programs and all that you are doing as the newest addition to that team. We've got students out there who are deciding to be equine veterinarians or deciding to go into an equine role in the industry. So really the most important part of what they hear from you is what's your why? With that, let's jump right in. Dr. Fletcher, tell us a little bit about your background and your journey to today. I'm really excited to be here today and discuss all of the student opportunities that we have here at Haggard Equine. I'm really involved in all of them and very excited about uh, the future of all of our programs. So I am Dr. Caitlin Fletcher. I'm one of the field care associates here at Haggard. I am originally from Northern New York. I grew up on a dairy farm and only had a few lessons. I didn't show or do anything competitively within equine, um, but I begged my father to buy me a horse when I was young teenager and he bought me a ex quarter horse racehorse off the track somehow ended up in northern new york and i got bucked off of her in my backyard for a while it's kind of how i got into equine and um and then i went on to undergrad studies at the university of finley which is a small private school in ohio um, studied pre-veterinary medicine and animal science there and I think one of the important parts of my story that can help a lot of the students out there, especially students who are going through the vet school application right now, is that my first time that I applied to vet school, I did not get in. And I think actually that was one of the best things that happened to me in that through that, I had to find something to do for another year and I had to find ways to enhance my application. And like Jody kind of said, to find my why, I had always wanted to be a vet from the time that I could walk, from what I can remember. And most of what I knew about vet medicine was just what I'd seen at home, which was a mixed animal practitioner who did everything. And I thought that that's what I wanted to go and do, but I just hadn't had my eyes opened to everything else that is in veterinary medicine. So in the year that I had while I was reapplying to vet school, I did an internship program through the Kentucky Equine Management Internship where I worked on a thoroughbred farm here in Lexington for six months. It was during the breeding season, so I saw anything and everything. And through that, I met two specific veterinarians that actually worked for Haggard at the time and got to work with them on the farm. And then I rode around with them on my days off and really just kind of immersed myself in the equine industry in Lexington. And after that, through those connections, I got a job as a technician in the Haggard Medicine Department and worked here for a year while I was reapplying. And then I got in. And I do think the a big piece of why I got into vet school on my second application was because of what I had discovered here. I found what I wanted to do. So 
through that, after that, I applied to vet school. I got in, I went back to New York and uh, completed vet school at Cornell University and graduated there in 2014. And then I came back to Lexington. I completed a field care internship, which will be discussed in future podcasts. Um, that's a year-long program for graduate veterinarians. So I did that internship program for a year and um, was then offered a position as an associate here and accepted that job. And now I've just started my eighth year here at Haggard as a field care associate. So wow. that's my why and how I'm here. <laughs> Eight years now. That's fantastic. I love so many pieces of that. And I think that our listeners just get really excited to hear not only about the successes and why you're here, but also the challenges along the way. That's some of the most important parts of their journey. And I think that really resonates with our, our student listeners and knowing that they don't have to have it all figured out and these journeys take a little bit longer than we might expect them to. So I'm going to jump to you, Danny, your story, if you will. Yes. Well, thank you, Jody. Uh, my name is Danny Clem. I have recently transitioned into the student programs coordinator role here at Haggard, and I have to say I am loving it so far. Um, I did not come from a very big equine family. I grew up the oldest of six girls, wow. <laughs> um, and none of them have the horse bug like I do. So from a very young age, I knew I wanted to be in the industry, uh, but I really couldn't figure out where. So at 16, I started working barn jobs. Uh, I grew up eventing. Um, and really, once I graduated high school, I got into the equine hospital side of things. So I did some teching. I worked in some pharmaceutical uh, and finally found my place here in Haggard. And I've discovered my why, I think. I love helping students transition or figure out their why welcoming them here for externships and internships. It is really, really inspiring to see the passion that all of these students and, and graduates have shown. I love that. The transition of students, that is a passion of mine and really kind of encouraging, motivating, inspiring our young people that have an interest in equine careers specifically to chase after some of those opportunities that they may or may not know exist and are available to them. Well, today we are going to jump in and talk primarily about the externships, so let's get started there. Uh, you know, I think that really what we want to be able to translate is the who, what, when, where, and why of these amazing Haggard externship opportunities. And we know Haggard is an awesome place to be, so let's paint this picture for externs and what those opportunities are. I think one of the most important things is really maybe outlining the difference between what's an externship versus an internship. So Dr. Fletcher, do you have some comments on that? You know, you mentioned internships, but let's really explain what an externship looks like in comparison. It can get definitely a little bit confusing with all the different programs that we have here. Um, but just to simply kind of break it down, externships are more for the students who are coming from outside of Haggard who want to come visit us and just experience what we do and learn more about all of our different disciplines, all the different things that we do here. 
internships. Um, we do have a few different kinds, but those are more for people who are employed within Haggard, so kind of internal, if you will. We do have an undergraduate internship, but that is a kind of full-time commitment with us for a span of time, as well as veterinary internships, which are for graduate veterinarians. So kind of external versus internal, I think is the most simple way to look at it. And so let's bring it to life a little bit. Uh, did you, Dr. Fletcher, do an externship and an internship? I sure did. And I did multiple externships. Okay. <laughs> they really couldn't keep me away. <laughs> they couldn't get rid of no. you. Okay. Well, that's good. So talk to us about the externship experiences that you've had. Kind of bring that to life for the listeners. Gotcha. So at least at Haggard, I did two separate externships. I did one during the summer when I was between my second and third years of vet school to get my face kind of seen around campus and to come back and just say hi to everybody, make sure no one forgot me because I knew I wanted to come back here after graduating. And then I completed a more, I guess you could say, official externship while I was in the process of applying for an internship after I graduated. So I came back in the spring of my third year and did another two-week externship. And I did mine, um, We, as we'll talk about later in the podcast, there are several different departments within the clinic that you can do externships in, and I broke mine up into several different fields. So I could, one, show my face to everyone and make sure everyone knew who I was and that I was very interested in being here. But the other thing that I, I just really was still trying to keep an open mind and figure out what I wanted to do as an equine veterinarian when I graduated. So just get all the experience, soaked it all up. Perfect. What a great opportunity to do that. And I think that is something that we want to make sure comes out today is the opportunity to go through those shorter term externships to really explore opportunities. And to your point, keep an open mind about that. Yeah. Well, I know that it has probably evolved in regard to the application process to become a part of the Haggard family through an externship or student experience. So, Danny, I want to talk a little bit for our listeners that we can see an application process as being challenging or having some hurdles to overcome. Walk us through the application process on how you get here. Absolutely. So we don't want anyone to feel like the application process is super intimidating. Uh, really, you're just talking one-on-one -on -one with me over email. Uh, you'll submit a CV and also a letter of intent just so we can get to know you a little bit better. And then you'll receive some correspondence from me. We'll figure out what dates work best for you, what your interests are. And really from there, you just visit. So it's pretty easy to apply. Okay, fantastic. And for some of our students uh, that maybe aren't to the point in their career where they have a CV, mm -hmm. um, I assume that a resume will work fine in that regard yes. as they build their CV. Correct. Right? So a lot of our undergraduate students do submit resumes and that's just fine as well. Okay, perfect. So we will make sure that our listeners have your contact information and those kinds of things because I expect we'll generate a little bit of interest today as, so. as we go through the experiences. So if we talk about the, the how, then let's jump to the who. We've touched on it a little bit. Dr. Fletcher, you did a great job of outlining, you know, really the difference between intern and extern. But who is eligible for a Haggard externship? I'd like to know a little bit 
more about at what age stage of student experience or career can someone come here to experience Haggard? So really with all these programs we have, we have something for everyone, but our externship is kind of different. We do see a lot of vet students. Uh, we are welcoming undergraduate students to come apply for externships as well. And so really at any stage in, in your uh, scholastic career, you can visit. Okay. And I'm sure being in Lexington, Kentucky also, you have some interest from high school students. There are high school students, there's the undergrad, there's vet school. So uh, is, there, is there any guidance there for a high school student who has some interest in Haggard? Really, the biggest advice I can give to high school students is get out there, volunteer at some farms, get that hands-on equine experience. And then once you begin college, start applying for externships, come visit us. Great. And I wanted to make that clear as well. I think it's important that, you know, for some of those students who are um, eager and ahead of themselves, that as they start that uh, college career is really when we want to um, make a more formal ask of an externship opportunity for, for those students. And so when we think about even breaking it down further as to a, an undergraduate student who gets the most out of a haggard externship? What does that look like of really taking advantage of, to your point, Dr. Fletcher, two weeks at Haggard? Can I ask you then to, to take that one? Absolutely. So because we do offer externships to all levels of college students, undergraduate through vet school, I think everyone sort of has a different reason to come and see us through their journey, hopefully into equine medicine. Um, so for example, an undergraduate student may really just be interested in seeing what we do. You know, I didn't find out that I, all of the things that you could do within equine medicine until after I had graduated undergrad. So I think it's great as an undergraduate student, if you think that you are at all interested in veterinary medicine within the large animal realm, I think it would be great for you to come and do an externship, even if it's just a week with us, and just see what we do just within the equine realm. Um, and then as you progress more for the vet students, it gets a little bit different in that, say, the first to second year vet students who are just starting out as little baby vet students, they are still kind of trying to keep an open mind. They may have an idea that they want to pursue equine medicine after graduation, but there are very many different fields, even within just equine medicine. So they could come and do an externship with us to get a taste of all of those different fields. Um, as they go kind of further into their third and their fourth years in veterinary school, when they're getting into clinics and they're really getting some of these hands-on experiences and they're deciding more, you know, what they want to do as that graduation date approaches and they count down the days, especially students who have decided at that point that they're definitely interested in equine medicine, they are looking to do an externship more to decide whether the practice that they're going to see would be a good fit for them as an intern after they graduate. So you want to come and start to meet some of the doctors at those practices and see the different different experiences that you would expect to get as an intern. You know, see what kind of the culture of the practice is like. I'll say like during my second externship here when I was more definitely concentrated on 
what I thought my life as an intern would be coming here, I looked at it differently. It wasn't just looking at, you know, what are all of the different cases that I'm gonna see, but I was also talking to current interns who were here when I visited as an extern, asking them how their life was, if they were okay, <laughs> which is a really important part of being, of considering an internship is, you know, you, how is your life gonna be? Are you going to be worked to death or are you going to, you know, work hard, but get really rewarding experience as you go through it. And then I just was um, really looking to kind of see how I would fit in to the culture at Haggard. And like I said, through mine, and obviously because I'm still here, I was very, <laughs> very excited about everything that I saw during my externship. And I think that's the different kind of experiences that you get as you go through your journey and the different levels, I guess, of an externship. Beautiful. You brought up so many different points. I almost don't know which way to go first. So let's talk about those expectations. And for me, that's a two-part question. That looks different from a logistics perspective, Danny, uh, versus the experience perspective for you, Dr. Fletcher. So let's start with you, Danny, and the logistics of the expectations. When I think about if I am traveling from, for instance, Cornell, I then am going to come to Lexington, Kentucky, and I'm from the state of New York, and I arrive here. I have to think about where I'm going to live and what I'm going to drive and where do I eat and how do I get from point A to point B and all of those kinds of logistics. Absolutely. So we get a lot of visitors from all over the world, um, and it can be a big, daunting task getting here. Uh, so we try to make things less scary. Um, I'm obviously the point person, and I'm happy to talk and guide uh, getting people here. So we do have seven dorm beds on site. Uh, those fill up pretty quick, so they are first come, first serve, but they are also free of charge. So if you book ahead in advance, then you can get a free stay. So in the event that our dorms are full, do not worry. We will certainly help facilitate getting you here. We do have a list of recommended housing locally, um, and we also have a visitor's guide to Lexington uh, full of recommendations from myself and other staff members for their favorite things about the Lexington area. You know, we do recommend that they have a car. Um, if they're flying in, maybe renting a car uh, would be helpful just to make sure that they, they can get to point A and point B while they're here. So, yeah. Okay. So, logistically, we call Danny. Yes. <laughs> yes. For all the questions that we have, where we're going to sleep and how we're going to get there and, and those kinds of things. And you have some great experience with that. Let's talk specifically about the different disciplines within Haggard that students can visit, observe, and experience. Danny, start us on those disciplines and let's talk a little bit about this, the experience of an externship within each of these disciplines. For sure. So I think first with our largest majority of vets being in field care, we can talk about that. So we do have 48 total doctors, but we have 25 in field care wow. alone. So um, I know that Dr. Fletcher has some experience there, so I'll pass it on to her. Yeah, so within our field care department and what we mean by field care is kind of ambulatory. So we are the vets that are traveling from farm to farm, going to our client's house, as it were, um, going to see the horses in their own stalls rather than them coming into the clinic to see us. So we are sort of what we like to think of as the frontline workers of the clinic, that we are 
out there getting dirty on the farms, <laughs> doing the kind of more routine day-to-day um, equine work, such as especially here in Lexington, um, reproduction is the majority of what we do in the field. With the reproduction work comes the foals. So during the springtime, that's the majority of what you'll see with us. Um, a day with me, we would see approximately eight to 10 different farms a day, um, including breeding sheds with stallions. Um, here, because we see so many thoroughbreds, the breeding has to be live cover. So we do attend many of those different breeding sheds and that's a different very unique to Lexington opportunity for people to experience um, as well as palpating and ultrasounding mares in various stages of pregnancy or through their cycles seeing foals in again various levels of health and age from you know right when they come out of the womb until they're ready to be weaned from their mother and all of the different kind of trouble they get themselves into which is for sure very exciting <laughs> i love talking about field care and as someone who travels the roads of lexington i consider it to be almost a game to identify vet trucks and who it is <laughs> what hour of the day I am passing them on the roads and uh, how many hours that they've been at it before I am. <laughs> so um, that covers field care. And what's next, Jenny? Uh, so another one of our departments is our internal medicine department. We have six boarded internists and we have one boarded ophthalmologist, which is really interesting. Um, so... Everyone loves the babies. When they, when they think of uh, Central Kentucky and coming and visiting for the first half of the year, they think babies. So in internal medicine, you're going to see a lot of that too. Um, this past year, we saw around 400 neonates. Wow. So and I know that Dr. Fletcher did some externships in medicine. So what further do you have to say on it? Yeah, and I also spent a year as a technician in medicine, so medicine definitely holds a really special place in my heart um, in that. So, And when Danny says board-certified internists, these are all veterinarians who have gone through extra schooling and testing to become specialists in the field of medicine. So they are the experts in that area. And like she said, with the foals, they do see a neonate, as we describe that, as any foal less than a week old. So we have a special ICU just for those patients where seeing 400 of those cases in the spring from, you know, the months of February to June, we are very... Uh, busy, pretty crazy that time of year. So if you have any interest in neonatal medicine, that is definitely one of the places to go. And they also will see plenty of other cases, but that's a really big proponent of the medicine department in the spring. I like to look in the door of the medicine department <laughs> in the spring, and that's about as far as I go because there is a lot of action in medicine in the spring. So uh, I am in awe of what happens uh, through those windows when I'm peeking in, right? Just waving at my friends. See you in the summer. <laughs> So surgery, when we talk about 40 to 60, is that what you said? 40 to 60 a day. How many like surgeons are working to accomplish 40 to 60 surgeries in a day? So while we do have those seven surgeons, we also have 13 surgical interns uh, currently. Now that number does flux a little bit through the year. Um, in addition to 
those surgeons, we have six recovery rooms that are all outfitted with nitrogen and oxygen. So we have the ability to keep quite a few horses under anesthesia at once. So there's always in the busy season more than one surgery going on. Okay. Yeah, it'd usually be about three to four surgeons working about the same time on various different things. So Wow. And the day is long. What does the night look like for surgery? It, during the busy season, uh, can be pretty eventful at nighttime. Unfortunately, as their nature tends to do, horses tend to foal or have their foals in the middle of the night. And if they have a problem, a dystocia, as we call a difficult birth, then one of the places that they may come is into our surgery department to have that managed. And so those are a, a large uh, part of our caseload during the spring. Um, colics, for some reason, seem to always happen in the middle of the night as well. Mm-hmm. So, but... Um, I would say on average during the nighttime, our surgeons who rotate their on calls um, would see at least one, potentially two surgeries per night, if not more during the busy season, especially. So, wow. But most of the action is happening during the day, yes. luckily. <laughs> Preferably yes. for the most part, right? Yeah. Okay. So we've covered field, we've covered medicine and surgery. Where do you take us next, Danny? Next, we'll talk about Therio. So our lovely matchmakers, we have four boarded theriogenologists on staff. Wow. That, that is a team of matchmakers. <laughs> it yes. is. And we call them the matchmakers. So theriogenology, that big word, um, is just our reproductive specialists. So in a, alongside the kind of primary field care veterinarians who are doing more of the normal reproduction on a daily basis, if you will. Our theriogenologists are seeing the normal repro as well as the problem mare. So the ones who I just can't figure out how to get her to have a baby. So we have the problem solvers come in and help us to figure that out. And as well as doing um, some stallion fertility workups and doing um, exciting things within our Therio department here at the clinic, such as collecting stallions, freezing semen, um, doing embryo transfers, oocyte aspiration, some of the really exciting kind of advanced reproductive techniques that we don't perform on a daily basis out in the field. And we've talked a lot about the the thoroughbred side of the business, right? So there's a great concentration in Lexington on the thoroughbred industry. And you mentioned that that all has to be live cover. But then we are talking about collecting and we're talking about some of these more advanced techniques. So I think that speaks a little bit to the sport horse business and the evolution of that here in central Kentucky. So can you speak a little bit to uh, to the connecting those dots? Yeah, so absolutely we do have the majority of our caseload is a thoroughbred breed, but we do see uh, horses of any shape, size, and color within Haggard. So, you know, we have a large sport horse population of the warm blood breeds, as well as quarter horses, Rocky Mountain horses, those gated horses, saddlebreds. So, I mean, really here the flavor of the day is what you're going to get. So you can see anything and everything. Awesome. I think that fairly new is ophthalmology and, and having a boarded ophthalmologist on the, the Haggard team and uh, how that has really evolved over the past few years. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Dr. Bell, our board-certified ophthalmologist, has definitely um, been able to enhance our capabilities in that area. And with ophthalmology cases, I mean, every horse has eyes, so it doesn't matter what breed or color you are, she'll, she'll see you. <laughs> okay. Another important thing for students to know as they come to Lexington, to Hagger, to do an externship is that even especially for the third and fourth year students who may be missing a clinical rotation to come here the externships are more of a hands-off experience you may have the opportunity to perform some technical skills while you're here with us but because of the liability of having students uh, perform medical procedures on our client horses, that is usually pretty limited through the externship programs. That is the complete opposite of our internship programs, which will be discussed in the next podcast. Okay, wonderful. What expectations do you at Haggard have of the students who visit and come here for these opportunities and externships? I think really uh, the most important part is that you're coming to us with an appetite and an eagerness to learn while you're here, to really soak up all of the things that we can show you. We've talked about all of the different disciplines and all of the different cases that you would be privy to here at Haggard and just taking advantage of your time here and really trying to see everything that you can will give you the you know the best bang for your buck while you're here um, I will say that the students who ride with me who are you know just happy to be there <laughs> and are interested in what we're doing maybe helping to carry a scrub bucket or to help the technicians i really appreciate i will say personally seeing people who are helpful and are you know looking out for the technicians who are helping as well is sort of a big one for me yeah. one of i think the you know the most memorable ways that you can uh not exceed my expectations is to fall asleep in my back seat. So, which I'll say has happened and I, it's understandable with people who travel from across the world, but you know, it can kind of feel, make it feel like you're, you're not too excited to be here. So. Right. <laughs> the way that I quantify it, one of my favorite terms is heart and hustle. So when you arrive here for an externship or a student opportunity, bring your heart, bring your hustle, bring your curiosity. Dr. Fletcher, one of the things you've touched on a couple of times is the desire to come back. And while you were moving through your experiences, you were building your network purposefully. So really trying to establish relationships with everyone on the Haggard team, from the technicians to the veterinarians to the support staff. And that's something that uh, isn't lost on me, that I think that as competitive as it can become, maybe Danny, not only to earn a spot as an extern or a student coming into Haggard, but then ultimately as you make some of those career decisions moving forward, how have relationships really uh, landed you where you are? Are there, are there standout um, people in your network, Danny, that, that have helped you to get here into your role today? Oh, absolutely. I think certainly in the equine industry, it's all about who you know and who you talk to and who you're friends with and who you're not friends with. Um, so I, I will say that getting into my spot here at Haggard, I've had a few friends in high places just try to give me a good recommendation. Um, and really, I love helping those relationships grow for my students. Uh, with such a big staff of doctors, 
really networking is the key. So getting them those opportunities to meet and see everyone they can, um, I think is really enumerously helpful for their futures. Sure. And I think that it's been mentioned before, it can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. You know, we are, we are, are moving our way as students through a fairly comfortable environment. And then we get to the edge of that cliff to jump from student to professional. And uh, you arrive someplace that is um, just as dynamic as not only Haggard, but Lexington itself in the equine space. And there's an intimidation factor. How about you, Dr. Fletcher, any standout tips that you have? I think like you mentioned, it is easy to be intimidated by a large practice who, you know, like Haggard, who has more than 60 veterinarians on staff at any given time um, in that you may get lost in the shuffle. But as an extern, I think an important thing to remember is that as you rotate through the different departments, you will be exposed to smaller groups of doctors in each department, especially, for example, in the field, you'll be riding with one veterinarian at a time. So they'll have a chance to get to know you really well on an individual basis, as well as you can have the opportunity to kind of get to know them on a one-to-one basis. And then as you go into the different departments like surgery and medicine, you would have opportunities as a student to work on an individual basis with the different doctors. So you won't be completely lost in a, in a mass of people. Yeah, I think that's important to point out. One of the topics that I want to make sure we get a little time for is the opportunities that we have here in Lexington. As a Haggard family, you all have some tremendous ties to organizations like the Retired Racehorse Project. And there are, you know, there are other events that occur during the year, like the Haggard Mid-South Team Challenge. And so I do want to touch on some of those things that happen off campus and the relationships that are built and what that looks like for an extern or a student wants to come to Haggard, but they also get the bonus of being in Lexington. What does that feel like for you? Of course. So there is so much that goes on being right across the street from the horse park. So we really have... um, kind of that benefit. We get to send kids over there all the time to participate in um, kind of the veterinary side of assisting at those horse shows. And our our vets are fantastic. Um, So we don't just work with our externs for that. We do invite students from various different universities to come shadow, come work hands-on with our vets over there during the the trot-ups and all kinds of stuff. Perfect. I love that. Dr. Fletcher, how about for you, these organizations that uh, mean so much to the industry and the partnerships that have been built with your team here at Haggard? Yeah, so the Retired Racehorse Project especially, it is very timely um, that we're talking about that now because that's coming up within the beginning of October. Um, But that is an organization that showcases what opportunities um, thoroughbreds have after they finish their careers in racing. And I think it's so important for all of us to Uh, be able to appreciate that and be able to see, you know, what the animals can do after they finish what we consider their primary career is going on to a secondary career. And even if they didn't race, you know, going on to see what they can do as athletes. And that event at the beginning of October, um, for us 
as veterinarians is a great opportunity for us to meet a lot of students. Um, this year there are 30 students who are coming in who are going to work directly with the veterinarians at the event, um, looking at the horses before they start to make sure they're healthy and ready to go, and then watching the entire event and making sure everyone gets through happy and healthy. Um, like Danny said, we are right across the street, so we do have the, you know, the opportunity to get really involved in that um, easier. But we, as well, will have an opportunity for students to come and visit and help us with sort of a similar event at the Haggard Mid-South, which is a three-day event um, at the end of October. We will also have student opportunities then that they can come um, and we'll have several different events scheduled within it, tours, um, which will also be available during the Retired Racehorse Project for students not only to come and work with veterinarians right there at the horse park with the horses, as, but also events going on where we will take them on tours to farms around Lexington and um, let them have them go on tours of our campus so they can really get an idea of you know what we look like and and who we are. Awesome and that brings up one of our other favorite organizations right where you all are um, if I remember correctly even a founding member of the organization called Horse Country. One of my favorite things to do is bring friends and family to Lexington who have never experienced Lexington Kentucky and offer them these tours. I don't think people always know just how much they get to see and what a wow factor we can provide um, through the equine industry here in, in Lexington. So tell us a little bit about Horse Country. Yeah, so Horse Country is an initiative that was started a few years ago that, like you said, really just allows the public to get a look into the equine industry here in Lexington. Not just the horse farms, but the hospitals, as well as some of the, the feed mills that provide feed to all of the horses around town um, and different kind of uh, specters within the industry. And um, they have been really sort of instrumental in giving that access to people that didn't have it before. Um, through Haggard, we are able to you know, connect with them to provide some of those tours. Going back to having students, um, they'll get you know, tours of the farms that are on the Horse Country Initiative through us kind of for free. So that is a really great program that we're really lucky to have such a close connection with. Yes, and I think it does nothing but enhance the equine industry experience for those that have a passion, those that didn't know they had a passion for equine. We really do help people fall in love with this industry and this area. Now, I want to make sure that you all both feel like we have answered everyone's questions that they could possibly ask us about externships at Haggard Equine Medical Institute. So we want um, everyone who thinks they have an interest to reach out to you, right, Danny? Absolutely. So tell us any thoughts that you have or, or direction that you have for the students that are listening on the details of getting here to Haggard and why they should. Of course, of course. So there are plenty of hospitals that I'm sure you could take an externship at, but Haggard is really one of a kind. We have 48 doctors on staff and 19 fellows and interns at the moment, though that is due to grow. So 
of those 48 doctors, we have seven specialized surgeons, six internal medicine doctors, uh, six sport or performance specialists, three boarded theriogenologists, and one boarded ophthalmologist. So really, you're drinking from the fire hose when you come visit us. Um, you'll get to see anything under the sun, and it is really, really helpful in deciding uh, or finding your why, as we talked about. So uh, really, to get in touch with me, um, we do have a special email address. It's hopefully a little easier to remember. It is studentopportunities at haggard.com. Those all get routed directly to me, and I'm happy to help and accommodate uh, getting things scheduled. Perfect. So now we know how to reach Danny, studentopportunities at haggard.com. So we want to make sure that all of our listeners have that handy. Dr. Fletcher, from, from your side, as a field care veterinarian at Haggard, we have covered externships. We've tried to cover all the logistics. Wrap it up for us. Why? I think, I mean, to keep it simple, it was so easy to think about that this morning as I was driving around doing a few farm calls, that it is 75 degrees and sunny, the sky is blue, the grass is greener than anywhere else, (laughs) and I got paid to drive around and go hang out with my friends, my clients, on the farms this morning as I was driving around. And, And just this morning, you know, I saw a conjunctivitis case on an eye. I saw a laceration on a foal and I did a few vaccines and other sort of routine work. So the variability of my day keeps it exciting and fun. And I really am excited to share that with students. I think the relationships within equine medicine is really special. And all of the bonds that I've been able to make with people and with the horses has been one of my favorite things that I've gone through and come through as as a veterinarian thus far. Well, that's amazing. And that certainly, you know, puts a smile on my face. I know that is the question that we wrap up the Spirit of Haggard podcast with. What is it about working at Haggard and in this industry that puts a smile on your face, Danny? Well, certainly. As a new member of the the Haggard family or a newer member of the Haggard family, I have just been so impressed with how kind and how passionate everyone is here. And I cannot wait to share that with our visitors. I love it. Anything to add, Dr. Fletcher? I do think that there are a lot of the student opportunities that we are developing and kind of reinvigorating within our program. And that's made me really excited to be a a big part of it. Perfect. And that really is the why. With that, we will wrap up episode two of The Spirit of Haggard by saying thank you. Thank you, Dr. Fletcher. Thank you, Danny, for all that you've shared for our audience today. And we appreciate each of you listening and learning about the opportunities that are available here at Haggard. And with that, we will say cheers to the Spirit of Haggard. Spirit of Haggard. Cheers. 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 Cheers.